Good people all this Advent time Consider well and bear in mind What our good God for us has done In sending his beloved Son So let us all now sing and pray To God with love this Advent day in Bethlehem that Christmas morn There was a blessed Messiah born Near Bethlehem did shepherds keep Their flocks of lambs and feeding sheep To whom God's angels did appear which put the shepherds in great fear. Prepare and go, the angel said, to Bethlehem, be not afraid, for there you'll find that happy morn, a princely babe, sweet Jesus born. Welcome to Upworth United Methodist Church. I'm Debbie Weatherspoon. I am the pastor here, and I am grateful to say that we are celebrating a wonderful Advent season with the lighting of the third candle, the candle of joy. We celebrated Mary's encounter with her cousin Elizabeth when she said those words that we now think of as her Magnificat, words of hope that come with the birth of Jesus Christ, the idea of restoration and a new beginning. We hope that you are having a blessed Advent season and that we may continue to worship together. With thankful heart and joyful mind, the shepherds went the babe to find. And as God's angel had foretold, they did our Savior Christ behold. Within a manger he was laid, and by his side the virgin maid. Attending on the Lord of life, who came on earth to end all strife. Good people all, this Advent time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done in sending his beloved Son. I'm Britt Tobin Lindsay, a grateful member of the Upworth community. I'll be reading scripture today. The scripture comes from Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, Psalm 126, 1 through 3, and Luke 1, 46 through 49. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, 
to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter our, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. The word of the Lord. My soul cries out with a joyful shout that the God of my heart is great. And my spirit sings of the wondrous things that you bring to the ones who wait. You fixed your sight on your servant's plight, and my weakness you did not stir. So from east to west shall my name be blessed, could the world be about to turn. My heart shall sing of the day you bring, that the fires of your justice burn.
the dawn draws near and the world is about to turn. Thank you, Britt. You know, I was been thinking about people like you, Britt. Parents. <laughs> Parents with kids still at home. Are you okay? How you doing? I mean, what a season is this, right? How's the balance of getting everything perfect for Christmas, going to all the extra things, the concerts, events? Anybody remember all of those? Those of us whose kids have grown and flown? Yes? All right, so you're praying for them too, right? So I hope that you're doing okay with the juggling of all these things for those of you who find that your life is a little extra these days. And I know one of the ways that it, I process, if you will, deal with maybe a little extra um, re uh, resonates with something uh, seen on Instagram. According to my chocolate advent calendar, there are only three days left till Christmas. <laughs> Let's see if you recognize, any of you recognize this dialogue between a mom and her adult daughter. Her daughter's name is Amy. Amy says, I didn't want to waste time tree shopping this year. I actually wanted to enjoy Christmas. Amy, you are a mom. Moms don't enjoy, they give joy. That's how being a mom works. Anybody know what film that's from? Yeah, Bad Mom's Christmas, you got it. <laughs> well, our author and artist who's grounding our Advent season, Reverend Jan Richardson, writes in her book, Through the Advent Door, uh, which you can find online, or we can get you a copy. Just go to check out janrichardson.com, Through the Advent Door. She writes that as caught up as many of us tend to be, in the intensities of the pre-Christmas pace, doing the reflective work can get lost along the way. Advent's the season of preparation, after all, inviting us to expand the period of reflection. But I know it's true what Jan writes, that the reflective work gets lost along the way. But that's why we have each other to encourage a reflective advent so that we may enter a contemplative Christmas. So turning to the scriptures as they are read and expressed through music, as they simmer and shimmer in our hearts and our minds, all of this creates a space for us. Well, let me say this. I have found that it creates a space where I find assurance in the now and the not yet promises of the season. The readings for this Sunday weave together a message of liberty, release, healing, and an end to oppression. They're about the actions of a God who brings restoration and redemption to a world that has been deeply disordered. Our reading from Isaiah is the second part of Isaiah where there are words of hope for a people who have been exiled and encouraged to return home. Joy and hope intermingle here as Isaiah talks about what will happen and how he will rejoice in the Lord. 
But that joy, joyful rejoicing, that all comes with binding up the brokenhearted. Who are the brokenhearted that are on your mind and in your heart? That perhaps you are sensing being called to bind up like Isaiah. I know our collective mind is on many places, <clears throat> excuse me, many places of destruction where we want to imagine restoration for all people. Please hear this letter from one of the people hoping for restoration. She writes, Hello, I am a mother. My name is Rana. I used to work in Jerusalem. I was cleaner. I have two boys, three girls. My husband works in Shepherd Hotel as waiter. Since October 7th, we don't work. We don't have income. I have a baby girl need milk and pampers. I don't what to do. No one is helping us. No one asks about us. Me and my husband wished and said it's a mistake that we have five children and we can't feed them. God help us, no one looks at us. Well, we can act toward restoration in Rana's world. Thankfully, Doug Smith, who's here, is a part of the Bethlehem ministry, which addresses the needs of families served by the Dominican Sisters St. Joseph Center, as well as the needs of business and community leaders to the William Peace and Reconciliation Center, located in the Bethlehem region of the Occupied Palestinian Territory, OPT. And this ministry has operated continuously since 2008, coordinated by Doug and Sima in Beit Sour, I'm not sure I pronounced that correct, correctly, Bethlehem region, OPT. So your support of the handicraft sale during our fellowship time downstairs, which Doug has set up, provides direct aid to families like Rana's. I know you join me in wishing that this mother would know joy amid uncertainty, as Mother Mary expresses in our Gospel reading. In our devotional book, Mary and Elizabeth's Meeting, which is what inspires the singing of the canticle, the, the turning and the Magnificat and all of that, is, is it's in door 20 of our reading, so I had to look ahead. No chocolate still, but I did look ahead at her door 20. And here, Mary and Elizabeth's meeting is titled by Jan, The Sanctuary They Make in Meeting. Jan Richardson writes, in this sanctuary, in the relief and release she finds in Elizabeth's welcome and blessing, Mary is freed to raise her voice in the ancient song that we know as the Magnificat. Beloved and blessed, Mary lets loose with words about the word within her and pours forth her poetic proclamation of what God has wrought in her and the world. 
we recognize that as we light the candles of Advent, the candles of Hanukkah are also lit. A celebration of hope and persistence in the face of overwhelming obstacles. My friend Kitty passed along this reflection from Bend the Ark. The Hanukkah, with its complex historical roots, offers us an opportunity to find our individual and collective resilience. Our reading from Isaiah 61 is the passage that Jesus quotes in Luke chapter 4 when he visits his hometown. When he got up to speak in the synagogue, he opened the scroll to this passage from Isaiah, and after reading it, he told his hearers that on this day, the scripture had been fulfilled. So we are invited to know this to be true and to know the presence of the one who came as the embodiment of redemption and restoration. It's not a switch we turn on or simply a candle that we light. It's an ongoing process. It's every day, all the switches that we flip and all the candles that we light every day. It's one day at a time and it's each day of our time to come and to know joy, knowing the presence of the one in whom Isaiah 61 was fulfilled, joy, Jesus, others, you. It is, as Jan Richardson writes, not something we summon from inside ourselves, but something that visits us, calls to us, asks us to open, to unfurl ourselves as it approaches. I'll close with her poetry on this thought. Call it the waters of salvation or the garlands of gladness. Call it the grave clothes falling away or call it the loosing of the chains. Call it what binds us together. Fierce but fragile but fierce. Call it. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Call it, he will renew you in his love. Call it, he will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Call it, the thing, the thin, the thin place where the veil gives way. Or call it this, the path we make when we go deep and deeper still into the dark and look behind to see the way has been lit by our rejoicing. On this Advent day, may you find a path celebration.